Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Danny Cannell. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all the different places that you can get your podcast on demand. Thanks for hanging out. The place is buzzing. The place is jumping. Smash the subscribe. Smash the like. A bunch of y'all are hanging out live with us. Come and jump in the chat. Go ahead and get the conversation going with your locks. I'm already seeing a lot of love. A lot of your favorite picks. Uh, the conversation is going to keep going. This is the first of so many Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to come with you. So, yes, week zero locks coming up in just a little bit. Now, how many locks could we possibly have for a seven-game slate? Is the answer eight? It, it could be. Yes, 100% it could be. But you'll have to hang around uh, to find out for that. We'll begin with um, a little bit of news from the last like day and a half really, or even yesterday afternoon, this thing really picked up steam. I'm I'm wearing my ACC Digital Network shirt right now, repping the D, because that's a time of the yesteryear. The ACC, the, as we knew it, might be undergoing a little bit of a facelift. Um, reports from all across the place indicate that the conversations about adding not just Cal and Stanford, but additionally SMU, seem to really be picking up. The I saw Ross Dellinger included some of the financial details of this, which would be that ESPN would be willing to increase the sum of money that's paid out to the conference by about $70 million approximately, and approximately $55 million of that would be in a pool that could be dispersed to the existing members. That is because reportedly SMU is willing to take zero shares of media rights for seven years and that, that Cal and Stanford are willing to take a reduced share for some time as well. I assume that that would increase, but um, you know, if, do the quick math on that. That's like seven and a half mil each for both of those schools. I saw our, our friend Richard Johnson, um, you know, he had he's he's all sourced up and he's got a story on this over on Sports Illustrated. And the way that he simplified it is it, it is not so much as adding Cal or Stanford as buying Florida State and Clemson. So let, let's go to our resident Noel here. Um, number one, Bud, thoughts on the, uh, the the potential movement, which honestly could happen in the next two days. And number two, do you think that this, would, this creates a, a financial environment which is going to uh, placate some of the concerns of Florida State? I mean, everybody was laughing about Florida State financing its way out of the conference, but like, are we gonna have to rename this to the Persian Gulf Conference? Like, like the ACC kind of, kind of, you know, financing keeping the Knowles and Clemson there. I, I don't know, that's a Saudi Knowles deep cut joke. If you're just welcome 
just the locks pod. We'll, we'll get to the locks in a second. Look, I, any more amount of money, I think, helps. But what I was reading last night is that they're still going to distribute it pretty equally uh, to the members, which Florida State, this is not my opinion, literally the, the athletic director laid it out. Like they do seven or eight X the ratings of like the bottom third of the teams if you isolate for school. So they want part of the performance to be your TV performance. Like the, the thing you get paid on, which is your TV ratings, they want that to be more like how it is distributed. But they're recruiting really well right now, top five class. They're you know a, a contender to make the playoff, I guess. And uh, they'll do well in the performance, I, I would think. But I don't know if it's enough to keep them long-term, but maybe for a couple more years, yeah. What do you think? Band-Aid. Temporary Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, I also think this – so – there have been four schools that have been holding out. Is that what you guys have heard as far as yes. the numbers? They need 12 votes, so they're at, what, 11? And so they need one of these schools to flip. Um, I think NC State's going to be the school that flips that <laughs> gets this one to uh, to go that direction. The names that are reporting this makes it feel inevitable. Uh, the fact that we haven't had a vote and we're probably going to get one tells you it probably is going to go through. I think it's a temporary fix. I also think it's protection for the ACC if Florida State – Clemson leave because you still have, you know, you don't, I think there's very, there's a lot of concern that the ACC could fall by the way of the PAC 12. Like what happens if we all of a sudden are a ACC eight or six, or you see the conference pilfered once Florida state and anybody else decides to leave. So I think this is some protection, you know, in case Florida state leaves or anybody else leaves as well. But I think it's a temporary bandaid, much like everything else. There's just kind of kicks the can down the road a little bit further until there's a better solution, if any solution at all. It's not even a Band-Aid. What the hell does adding Stanford and Cal do for the ACC? Well, nothing but the money. The money's the temporary Band-Aid. The, the <laughs> Cal-Stanford does nothing. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. Why is the Pac-12 when it's still 12 schools worth nothing to Fox and ESPN, but you break them off and add them to other conferences and suddenly that school's worth money now? Like, you didn't want to pay for Stanford and Cal when they were playing against Oregon State and Washington State, but now you want to pay for them to play Wake Forest? They, it doesn't make any damn sense. I, I disagree. I, I think it's, cr- it's, it's crazy, but I think I can make some sense of it. I don't think ESPN and Fox wanted that much inventory because they really – are only valuing the very, very best of games, like the very top of, of the brands. Like it's clear they're basically telegraphing. We don't care about good games. We only care about great games. We, we all hear like there's that certain ratings threshold, but the ability to put a Miami, Clemson, Florida State, or North Carolina in prime time a couple times a year on, in, in that late night TV slot is probably worth something. But that's not a great game. Stanford and North Carolina is not a great game. It's a great brand in in a standalone time slot. But you said they don't want the inventory. They've literally bought, if this happens, they've bought 10 of the 12 teams that were in the league. They're paying for all the same inventory they could have just bought. it's, It's stupid. It is just dumb TV executive brainwashing. That's all that's happening here. Oh, I don't think it's a great idea for for the long term, for sure. I've So one thing that I try to do is seek out the the cell because my initial reaction is gross you know yuck i don't like any of this and so i've I've tried to seek out the the real arguments there and i i'm not positive that it's all gonna go evenly because what's the success initiatives it sounds like this month they said any new money might be part of the success initiative so no, i i don't want to get too deep into that until you know the the league starts to get there but I think that when you look at the Olympic sports, um, an argument that I have heard from people who are supportive of it is that men's soccer and women's soccer, for example, only play like an eight or nine game conference schedule anyway. They already play a national schedule. They already like the some of these Olympic sports in the ACC are already flying across the country to play literally non-conference games against Stanford, and that you know they aren't regionalizing right now. So what's the difference of adding them to the picture? Okay, I, I guess. And then they start to, you know, spin it out. And they keep talking it out. And they're like, well, you know, we're in a place where, um, you know, we want to make sure that we have, like you're mentioning, like the the real strength in numbers. And there might be a, a long-term advantage to us being able uh, to lean on that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, Florida State and Clemson leave. But I still come back to the idea that it is just the total loss of identity. 
And maybe that happened in 2004 when they went and did the first raid of the Big East. Or maybe it happened in the early 2010s when they did the second raid of the Big East. But the the Cal and Stanford and SMU additions is just like that is professionalization of the ACC. And so I'm, you know, as a fan, I don't like it but I understand why university presidents are voting for it if they think that it's going to be able to create some stability, some longevity, and, and be able to you know, pave a path into the future where the ACC gets a seat at the table when the SEC and the Big Ten set the rules for who gets to sit at the table. Yeah, we've already seen this happen. By the way, did you see your boy uh, Anson Durant at UNC? Anson what he Durant. said? When's- Anson yeah. Durant, yeah. So – I actually talked to him when I was in Chapel Hill when my daughter was at soccer camp for a few minutes. We were just talking about sports. He said, he said, I'd prefer if they let Stanford and Cal die on the vine. Like he's like, it'll kill us in recruiting. Cause he, I remember him talking about recruiting the West coast when he was out there, he walked it back and clarified he wants to do what's best for the ACC. But I think that's a mentality that most coaches have, but they don't have much say. So do we think it happens? Yeah. It's the stupidest possible outcome. Of course it's going to happen. (laughs) um all right let's let's move on to i mean dude i I feel so bad we've got hundreds of people waiting for these locks but it's and it's something that's happening all right mason smith did did hundreds of them hit like yet Ooh, (laughs) bud's calling you out i'll I'll talk i'll talk injuries all day till we get these likes up What, what, what are we at everything coming up florida state here in uh in 2023 LSU defensive tackle Mason Smith, who missed last season because of an ACL injury, must serve a one-game suspension. Daggum! It's the Florida State game, the biggest non-conference game on the schedule all year, and the one of the most important defensive players for LSU is going to be out. Um, according to reports, there was an autograph signing event, and this is dumb, in my opinion, because... <laughs> He can't. It's so dumb, Mason Smith joining the ACC. Like he's he missed all of last year, so he, they wouldn't let him serve a one-game suspension because he was not healthy. So therefore, he has to serve it when he's healthy. Tom, WTF, man? What's what's this? It it's just the NCAA justifying its existence somehow, and they they have no real way to do it. So they're punishing a kid for something that's perfectly legal now, just because. Eh, why not? Screw it. We're the NCAA. We got to do something. It's the dumbest thing ever, it, but it's in line with what they do. Agreed. I just, we're, I mean, we're especially sitting, for a game this autographs? big. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to suspend him, do it for who are they playing? McNeese State. Just do it then. Why are you suspending him for one of the biggest games of the first full weekend of the year? It's or ridiculous. Let, let the kid appeal and then drop the appeal and sit yeah. out against Grambling. And yeah, then, yeah, because because the NCAA is also coming out and saying, well, even though in the NIL era this would be legal because it was pre NIL, he must serve a one game suspension. Yeah. It's the I mean the NCAA cannot do anything to get out of their own way. I really was hoping with new leadership you might see some some olive branches extended to try to separate themselves from the past reputation they built up into maybe a new era. And if anything, you've seen Charlie Baker double down and the NCA double down on the stupid policies that they've had historically. It's like if you had a poll out there and just said, what's your perception of the NCA? Is it good or bad? Wouldn't it be like 90 something percent bad? It would be yeah. a negative perception of the NCA and they could one handed. Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that they can't see um, how foolish they look and how powerless they look. So I I do think this is sort of a power move because everyone knows that teams are legally cheating by having pay for play with NIL. And yet that's the one thing that the NCAA doesn't want to see happen, but they can't do anything. All the agents and collectives are daring them like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sue us? And they're all like, you're not going to win in court. So they keep doing it. And the NCAA goes back retroactively to try to find something where they can still kind of puff out their chest. I don't know. It's just weak. And I hate it because it's it's a game of the opening weekend. And like Florida State's offensive line is good and LSU's defensive line is good. And I want both of those groups to be like 100%. It's a standalone game. Like I want to see. They're also holding out Daryl Jackson. 
for this double transfer waiver bullshit uh, uh, BS, right? <laughs> you know, like if they want scoring, I guess I, I, I guess they're they're achieving their goal, right? Like maybe maybe they're they're colluding with ESPN or something like that, right? To hold <laughs> these good D tackles out. Um, shout out to the Goat Cover Three uh, film room. Mason Smith is suspended for Harbaugh's sins. You know, is is re- really, really jumping on that real justice there. Um, so yeah, Matt. Knowles plus two and a half. Is that what we do? We just throw it on the money line. Is this? By the way, it hasn't moved yeah. the line at all. No, uh, look, defensive no, tackle is not going to move it. Right. I watched it last night. The over went up a half point. The okay. the side didn't move. Like the it. If it was sitting three with like heavy juiced FSU side, there's some chance that maybe it gets knocked down to like two with with juice to the other or two and a half to, with juice to the to the other direction. But like Mason Smith's a guy who's coming off an ACL, who's already been banged up in camp. I've been kind of reading, kind of trying to re- read between the lines a little bit here. And yes, if you're Florida State, I do think this makes the game a little bit easier because there is absolutely a chance, maybe not a high chance, but a chance that he just plays to his top 10 pick potential and ragdolls your center, who's a little undersized and a good, good college player. But like Mason Smith, his ceiling might be like, you know, Jalen Carter ish. So if you're FSU, clearly it, it is an advantage, just as for LSU, it's the advantage not to have Daryl Jackson. But it's not a quarterback. It's not a guy who projected to play 60 or 70 snaps in the game. It, it's not going to move the line much, if at all. Yeah. Well, um, it'll drive some chat rooms if they lose. Oh, for sure. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, let's, let's, let's game this out too far. <laughs> you know, you got to see that first loss to Florida State. LSU needs to be higher in the college football playoff rankings because they didn't have Mason Smith. You know, mm-hmm. you got to take it into consideration. You got to take it into consideration. Um, I'm not sure that you're going to have the same. Uh, oh, never mind. This is not a suspension. Out for the year. Georgia running back Branson Robinson out for the year. Um, not great when one of the storylines coming out of Georgia's fall camp has been trying to figure out the running back depth and the running back rotation. Clearly, we have one of the best offensive lines in, in the SEC. Um, you know, Tom, how. how do you, were you looking at Robinson as playing a, a significant role there, or do you believe that whether it's with Milton or the rest of that room, uh, Georgia should still be okay? It's the injury sucks. Like you don't want to take a hit to your depth at any spot before the season even begins. But again, even though it's more important at the college level, I'm never going to be too concerned about a running back injury, especially for a team that's as talented as Georgia. Like they'll be able to fill the spot and they'll be able to fill the hole. So it sucks. It's not good but they should be just fine. Same? Yeah. Totally agree. All right. All right. I mean, I mean you hate it for Somebody's going to be back. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, I just I agree. I totally agree with Tom. I mean, by position alone, unless it's a Bijan Robinson type player who's just otherworldly talent that really is the focal point of your offense, I, I don't think it's that significant. You hate it for the player, you hate it for the individual who has to go through a grueling rehab, but you just it's not that big a deal, I don't think. Yeah, for him, somebody who, like, un- unfortunately, I've got intimate knowledge of uh, all of the backups for Georgia. I don't know. Maybe it's because they played two quarters in a national championship game <laughs> while all the starters were stealing food from the luxury lounges on the side. Huh. And Branson Robinson ran hard. Mm-hmm. I made a little note in my notebook uh, at the end of that game that he might be a fun one to watch, but clearly not going to be the case uh something for georgia to look at as they continue to get ready for their season opener coming up on the other side i can't i I can't keep the people back anymore they they have broken through the doors they want the locks so we'll give them to you next passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, and we have on the Week 0 slate seven games. It includes two top 25 teams, um, a couple of power, a couple more Power 5 teams, and a wagon. So I ask, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Yep. Let's do it. Since 2005, the under the games between service accounts is 40 you get over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was sick of last week. They were watching videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. He's locked. I'm living and dying every point, every cover. All right, bud. You've got the honors on the tee box. And I'm going to just say, because a lot of people here are going to, you know, we got, we got people who want the headliners. Got any play for Notre Dame Navy? Yeah. And, uh, yes, perfect. Man, if, if you, you could get some brownie points, right? With, with the wife, be like, tell her, hey, babe, I know college ball starts today, but I love you so much. Let's go do some farmer's market. Or you could get with me on this sicko mode play, Jeff Music. <laughs> All right. Oh, just right on the go mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. All right. So I read Irish Illustrated every day. That is our 24 7 sports board. They do a tremendous job. They have been telling me, I read all the reports, I listen to all the pots that the interior defensive line for Notre Dame is much better. We've got the new clock rules in place. We'll see how much that affects games. I know my friend Bill Connolly thinks it's about 5% uh, reduction in scoring since clocks will run or the clock will run after first downs. Obviously not if it goes out of bounds, not within the last two minutes of the half. But I'm going to go with some mean median deviation here. First, what? yeah. So where like the median outcome is, is actually different than the mean outcome here. Let's start off just completely sick. Under 0.5 points for Navy in the first quarter in Ireland. <laughs> I'm betting on Notre Dame's defense to shut out Navy in the first quarter. Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to save it, but like we already made no, 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 yeah, no, just no, unload no. it. Just <laughs> unload it early. Oh, that is perfect. We are off and running. We are. We're back, baby. Uh, Anybody lock agreement? (laughs) No. (laughs) Did anybody have that one on the board early? No, I did not. I I respect it, but (laughs) I'm not going to tail it. I I will be glued to that one for you, bud. And I'm not rooting against you, even though we are in a competition, but I do want it to get testy, right? Like, I do want to see Notre Dame get to, like, the forty. And just to see yeah. what the clock's going to be doing. But I, I like it. Notre Dame under. No, Navy. No, Navy. Navy. Under. Navy Definitely under. not Notre Dame under. Yeah. Navy under 0.5 points in the first quarter. A sh- betting on a shutout for the mids in Ireland. That works great for me because similarly thinking – I do think Navy's going to struggle offensively. I also think you could see Notre Dame sputter a little bit early in this game. I'm going to go first half under 
26 uh, for the total. I think you'll see. I, and I, I, Navy's going with their defensive coordinator, you know, defensive-minded guy. You haven't seen some of the looks, I'm sure. So I think they'll be able to slow them down somewhat. Sam Hartman taking over. I think you can see some continuity issues. Gerard Parker's never called plays before. Like, I think you could just see that kind of first game ironing out, kind of getting some of the kinks out, timing, rhythm. I think they'll lean on them. I think they'll run the ball. And I think that clock will be running. So I'll go first half under. And I do think Navy could struggle to score at all. So lower scoring first half. So you are like the, better than 26 and a half to 27, which uh, oh, even better. two books have. Find that for me? Yeah, yeah but, uh, go. Chris has it. If we're cool with books that take uh, – what's the limit here? We're, we're setting up $100. We want this yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love that the first two clocks of the season are a first quarter play and a first half play. But I'm going to go basic bitch, although it's in line with what you're both doing. Give me Notre Dame minus 20 and a half for a lot of the same reasons you guys are using to justify your picks. I just don't know that Navy's going to be able to score points in this matchup, nor do I think that they're going to be able to get a whole lot of stops because while Sam Hartman has been the focal point of the changes on Notre Dame's offense during the offseason, I mean, we've talked about it. We think they're better at the receiver position. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country. And with Hartman giving them more of a dynamic offense, I look at this Navy defense like, yeah, Navy kept the game close last year because Notre Dame couldn't throw the damn ball. Notre mm-hmm. Dame's going to be able to throw the ball this year. Notre Dame's going to be able to pick apart this Navy secondary. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're faster. Give me Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. So glad to see Michael showed up today for all of the glowing praise that we are giving Notre Dame here in this uh, in the opening of this week zero locks pod. I'm, I'm I do not have a, a lock for this game, but I, I'm, I'm glad that we've got some some cheddar on the board already. Uh, I'm going to take us to USC San Jose State. Thankfully, um, as you all know, I've got eight different Pac-12 networks. You know, this is going to be a really hard game for a lot of people to find. I might just watch it in multiple streams with multiple streams just to, just to flaunt it and enjoy the final season of the Pac-12 network. But I'll tell you the one thing, like my starting position when trying to handicap USC San Jose State is that you do not by any means want to be wagering on the backups for USC's defense. The last thing in this world that you want to do is to be trusting the backups on that defensive side of the ball against a Brent Brennan coach San Jose State team that was one of the best passing offenses in the Mountain West last year. And if you think that with that in-state sort of aspect to it, they're not going to be trying to put on some points late, well, I mean, you, you and I are not in agreement. However, I do think that if Lincoln Riley had it his way, they're going to go out there, they're going to get Caleb a couple touchdowns, and then we're going to put him in bubble wrap because that's how you survive a season and get him all the way through is by limiting his exposures. So let's go USC first half. I got it minus 16 and a half. And I really like being able to get that under 17. So I'm going to go USC first half minus 16 and a half. Start fast, get Caleb on the bench. And again, number one, do not trust the backups for USC's defense to get you a cover. I'm the only full game better here. I've got other halves and quarters over going on. These lines have been out for eight weeks. Like, I mean, we we just think there's stuff to cherry pick. The the derivatives came out like yesterday. So this is. I've got three full games. You've dropped median. You've dropped derivatives. (laughs) Like, well, what's going on here? And mean. Look at that. I'm I'm taking the SAT over again. If Um, if you hit the mode, we get the bingo. All right. uh, I would love. Yeah. I, I love 16 and a half. Is that still available anywhere? I thought I had it at FanDuel. (laughs) Okay. Let me see. Let's see. I'm not trying to call it yes. Whatever we find it at, I'm taking it because I I had it at 18 and a half earlier and I was jumping on it. So I don't see it at 16 and a half anymore. Somewhere around there. I'm in it. Same line of thinking. You do not want to risk Caleb Williams. You're sharper. You want to get in. You want to get out. You want, and I'm sure there's probably some incentives uh, that you give to the starters. Hey, we reach it's almost it's like an NFL preseason game where they'll dangle some carrots out there as far as all right, if you guys go out and take care of your business, we'll get you out of the game. I think they'll do that. I think they come out hot. Uh, give me that all day long. Lay the, the points. Best I can half. find is 18. 
18? Um, yeah, it's 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 minus mm. 150 yeah. at FanDuel. It it, lo- it lo- looks like they're basically giving like an implied buy price on it. That, that's I don't think we can so take do 17 on the spread. Uh, okay, there's 17 and a halfs out there. I'm that's fine. I'll still take a 17 nope. and a half. I'm, yeah, play the music. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a minus one fifty. Yuck! I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Otherwise, our our, our chart's going to be all weird. Um, okay, so we are we're. I mean, the the principle is still there, but we're taking this at seventeen and a half. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, twenty one, nothing like three touchdowns. We go get go get three touchdowns on first four possessions, and you know, put your go ahead and put them at a distance. One hundred percent. Um. So last year they did have one of the better passing games in Mountain West, and I think they will again once Justin Lockhart gets back for them. But Elijah Cooks is gone to the NFL, and Lockhart, uh, I know, are please inside the Spartans is our great site that Jackson Moore does uh, for twenty four seven sports. Sorry, yes, inside the Spartans, of course. I, it's hard to remember all these these site names, but I do. I, I read the hell out of them, so I, I want to give them plugs. They, they do awesome work. You know, Jackson actually drives. From Fresno to San Jose to Cal and to Stanford to run four sites from us. That dude hustles. Like put him in the ACC. Shout out Jackson. Yeah, seriously. Um, now, now, yeah, now he's going to be part of the ACC Twitter. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 Joe, Joe and uh, they'll they'll get him on. Anyway, Lockhart's been hurt uh, and was has not been practicing uh, for San Jose. So that's like their top two receivers who are down. And uh, I'm I think USC will come out pretty hot on offense. All right. I also have a play for this game. I'm not joining your lock unity, which is a first half bet. Did not have odds on that being the first unity of the year, but I'm still basic. Just give me San Jose State plus 32. I guess it's for a lot of the same reasons you guys are taking the first half play, but like I I watched USC's defense last year. It was one of the worst in the country, not just in the Power Five. Like, if you look at all the advanced metrics and a lot of the basic metrics, it was 120th or worse, or in just about every damn one of them. And while I expect it to be improved this year, I do not, I'm not betting on it to cover a spread this large against anybody until they prove they can do it. So give me the Spartans plus 32. Mean, median, and sicko mode. Make it a t shirt. <laughs> That, that actually, I do like that call. <laughs> um, all right, so we've hit two of the biggest games. What's our uh, what's our action looking like for our doors? Anyone got a play there? I do. Okay, you go first. I mean, I'm going to just keep this one pretty basic. Last year in week zero, <clears throat> Vanderbilt flew all the way across the Pacific Ocean to Honolulu, Hawaii, landed, showed up, and beat the Warriors by 53 points. Now Hawaii's got to make the trip all the way across the ocean, all the way across the Rockies, into the construction zone in Nashville at Vanderbilt. And they're only 17.5-point dogs to the team that beat them by 50-plus last year? A team that's better this year than it was last year? Come on. Vandy minus 17 and a half. This is just, this is ridiculous. Did you know last year Hawaii was 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games as a double-digit dog? Vanderbilt was 1-5 against the spread in their last six as a double-digit favorite with two outright losses. Vanderbilt's 3-10 against the spread at home under Clark Lee. They're 0-3 against the spread as a home favorite when they're favored by 14 points or more. Screw the trends. Lay them with the doors. There we go. (laughs) All right. How long do you have to go back to find a a large sample set of Vandy being double-digit favorites? Is this back to Franklin (laughs) era? Hey, listen, shout out to the CBS research team. It doesn't get better than that. Is that in the packet? That's in the Mm -hmm. gambling packet. I got to read the packet. All right. Um, so, so oh, go ahead. I've got, I'm looking at, um, again, FanDuel seems to be acting wild here, but I've got Vanderbilt first half minus nine and a half minus 115. A couple of places have that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Vanderbilt first half, 
uh, minus nine and a half. This is this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a really big problem for the uh, for the Bows. And then I am also going to go Vanderbilt team total over thirty seven and a half as well. Um, they they scored sixty three last year, so um, yeah, I think we can get to forty. So I, I, I like uh, I like the doors with the forty burger, and uh, you know it's it's gonna it might be a workman like forty. You know, since it's a construction zone out there, but put on your hard hats and and, and your vet and your reflective vests. And we'll go out there and get some Will Shepard touchdowns. So I got Vanderbilt minus nine and a half in the first half. Vanderbilt team total thirty seven and a half. Sounds like an agreement on that first half. Oh, okay. oh, nice. wow! Sweet. I I just want to say something. I think we should address at this point for the season. What's the limit on the juice we want to do for picks we can use on this show? Because, like, obviously, we already decided the minus 150 for the 16 and a half was too much. Let's leave it up to our listeners in the chat. Jordan, put up a poll. What's the most juice we could have on a pick for it to count for a lock spot? Is it 120, 130? What What do they think? I think it should be just my vote. Like, I know a listener. I think it should be, like, not, like, full buying a point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what's what? Like, was- I... Like I, I don't mind 120 stuff. Like, like I don't like, mind again, like not if you're peppering every pick with 120, but like yeah. I think when you get in that 130, 140 range, it feels kind of just like we already are probably the most genuine pod because we actually keep a record. You know, <laughs> like other pods, I guarantee you lose more than we do, and they don't they don't tell you because they don't they don't track. It's just you know keeps rolling. 125 so, feels like it should be good, uh, but I agree with you. When you get north of 130, that's that's a little excessive. The chat is saying most people say 25 should be the limit. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. What was what were you seeing, Tom? Oh, no, I'm saying I just because we this is at 115 as well within range for the play you just made. I'm just thinking for going forward, that's something we should keep in mind. Like if it's yeah. minus 150, we could share it with the listeners. Like, hey, we see this at minus 150 and we think it's good. But for the purposes of the competition, I think we should have a limit on it. Well, somebody just slammed USC first half money line. I don't know if it was Danny or Tom with uh, just let, let, lay in the minus two thousand uh, there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> somebody's multitasking. I just, yeah, I just got the major line move alert in my ear. I was like, ah, interesting. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I have another one on Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, I I want to take full game over fifty five. Full game over fifty five. Got it. Yeah. With the idea that Hawaii is going to score a little bit as well. Hawaii started doing a little bit better job with, with their run and shoot offense. Uh, Vanderbilt, just again, Vandy two four seven. Robbie Robbie does a great job over there. Uh, I think Vandy has some real goals this year, and they got some guys on the D line who have been a little banged up during camp. the The secondary is still unsettled, so I think they're going to try to rotate a lot of guys in to figure out you know who really should be playing, and uh, you know we'll see. Like maybe some continuity doesn't fully exist yet in the back end, especially in the second half, and. I mean, if you're Hawaii, you, you you made the trip. Might as well chuck it around a little bit in the second half too. So, uh, yeah, I think Vandy will score. And I think Hawaii will score enough to to get us there. Awesome. All right. Uh, and of course, you know, nothing but love for our doors, the team that we are all infinityed up on for the win. Harden got a little shade today, you, or he, he got a little little, little spice mm-hmm. to him. A little chesty out there. Yeah. What in the. This morning, constru- what, what, what was the hashtag he used? The con- the builder, whatever. I can't. <laughs> Anybody complaining about the construction at Vanderbilt Stadium? Oh, I saw somebody in the chat said that Hawaii's team hotel is right next to it. Talk about home field advantage. Make them use the porta potties. <laughs> they already have to. De- they already have to deal with uh, the body clock, and they're just sitting there. <laughs> Incredible. Coming up on the other side. We've only gotten about halfway through our week zero slate in terms of the games. We talked about three, four more. What are our locks for the rest of the day? Coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, a quick review of what we've got so far. Let's see. Is, the, is it updated? Yeah. Oh, there we go. go. All right, Bud Scott, uh, USC first half minus 17.5, Vanderbilt first half minus 9.5, and, and Navy first quarter team total <laughs> under a half a point. Oh, and the Hawaii over the 55. And the Hawaii, the Vandy Hawaii over 55. Um, I've got the USC first half minus 17 and a half, Vanderbilt first half minus nine and a half, and Vanderbilt team total over 37 and a half. Danny's got the USC first half minus 17 and a half, Vanderbilt minus 17 and a half, and Navy Notre Dame first half under 27. Tom is on Vanderbilt minus 17 and a half, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, and San Jose State. My plus 32. Okay, let's see. Uh, Tom, are we getting in on the wagon? Maybe later. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and take it now. Um, Ohio plus two. Uh, there is a lot that's been made over what happened to San Diego State's offense when Jalen Maiden was you know, put in and the offense had a big bump for the last eight games of the season. He ain't the best quarterback uh, in this game. And there might be a considerable distance between him and Curtis Rourke. We got actually the news yesterday or earlier this week. Uh, reports indicate that even though he tore that ACL 10, 11 games into the season, he is on track, ready to go, expected to start for the Bobcats. I think we've got the better quarterback. I think we've got an absolute wagon. And, uh, and I will take Ohio plus two. There's any two and a halves out there? Maybe there are. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll jump. I got two and a half on Sportsline yesterday afternoon minus one hundred five. So if I can get two and a half, I'll take that as well. Um, probably win the game outright, but I'm going with the better quarterback and a team that has been an absolute cover machine uh, in recent years. Yeah, it's two and a half at DraftKings, Caesars, and Bookmaker. So all yours. Let's go. Anybody else getting in? On you want to fight it? Somebody gonna roll with the techs? I, I, I liked this like a couple to. weeks ago, but I, I just not not now. Like it, do it, and this was like six or seven over the summer. Now now it's sitting two. I I get it. Embrace the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, using I restraint. Think the, I think the listeners <laughs> just bet the Hawaii over. By the way, <laughs> um, and, and this I is get, why it pays to watch live, y'all. Told you now. Now it's running out. We're going to fifty six and a half. The, the lines are moving. And look, I'm just a like, quick response to some of the chat right now. You know, are, are you concerned that Curtis Rourke is going to be rushed back in? Is he going to be limited at all? Uh, I think that we are talking about an excellent quarterback and that, you know, if he is cleared to play, then he is going to be better than the quarterback on the other side. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Rourke in this one. Like, all right, let's, let's go. Uh, what about on? CBS Sports Network, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. FBS debut for Jacksonville State. It's a Gamecocks play host to UTEP. Does anybody have a lock? I do. The Gamecocks have won 11 straight home openers. Rich Rodriguez led this team to 9-2 and in an Atlantic Sun championship last year. There is not a better situation for your FBS debut than to be at home on TV with an opponent that, as we can tell by a spread that was, you know, pick them currently sitting at UTEP minus one, that is a winnable game for Jacksonville State. This will be the 12th consecutive win in a home opener for Jacksonville State. Give me the Gamecocks plus one. 
Lock agreement. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. I think that this is a good team, and we have seen in recent years teams come up from the FCS level who are in much better shape than what we used to see. Teams, you know, they used to come up and they'd sit there and they'd take their beating for a few seasons before they were able to get up to scratch and, you know, compete with the FBS programs. But one of the side effects of conference realignment with all these G5 teams moving up to P5 leagues and then the bottom G5 leagues having to go to the FCS level to get replacements is the bottom G5 leagues are extremely watered down. They're really not that much different than the FCS level. And I think schools like Jacksonville State and even Sam Houston coming in this year are not going to have that difficult of a time in their new conference. There will be some adjustments. I don't think they're going to show up and win the leagues. But when I look at Jacksonville State and I look at UTEP, I don't see two teams that are all that different. And I think at home for your very first FBS game, atmosphere is probably going to be pretty electric. Give me the game Cox plus one. And this is a conference game. This is mm-hmm. a Cayusa yeah. doubleheader on CBS Sports Network. We'll get to the other one later, but um, this is it's a big spot. Like Rich Rodriguez is going to have a very clear understanding of the stakes of this game, and I, I expect they'll be ready to go. How Jimmy Latifa? Yes. <laughs> I think this is going to be, I think it'll be a good, really good atmosphere. I think it's a big move. Like for these programs that are making this jump, I think they're excited. I think they're, you know, it's almost like a Super Bowl atmosphere uh, atmosphere around the program. You're excited about the opportunity. Dana Dimmel's five and 25 straight up on the road. It is bottom 10 in the FBS. If you're talking about like the bottom 10 of FBS and the top of the FCS, like Tom was saying, I don't think there's that much of a dramatic difference. In fact, you might give the edge to the top tier FCS teams. We've seen other schools come right in and not struggle at all. James Madison comes to mind. So I think you'll see that happen with Jacksonville State. So I think they get this win out right as well. I'm not going to fight this. I'm just (laughs) – No, I just – like Look, Rich Rod scores everywhere he goes. Basically, like they always score when he was the OC at Ole Miss, when he was at when he was the, the head coach at Tulane, when, when he was the OC at what Clemson and obviously West Virginia and I, I guess Michigan, but you know, that's probably more on Michigan than it is on him. Drop Glenville uh, State in there too, if you want to. There we go. Like, but I don't know if they play any defense, man. So I I, I want to join you guys kind of, but I, I just I'm 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 not I'm I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. Shout out to Brick in the chat for pointing out that it's one and a half at FanDuel. So look at that. Minus one. FanDuel is, listen, we will accept any sponsorship with the book that was. Do we have a new sponsor yet? We don't have. have, I, listen, I'm, I don't want to speak above my pay grade, but it's just funny that we keep getting these wild. Oh, Batesh is calling. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My, we, anyway, I'm not going to get myself in trouble right here. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving with a look at, um, so we got that one. We got that one. The back end of, oh, New Mexico State, UMass. 7 o'clock p.m. kickoff Eastern time on ESPN. Does anybody have a lock? I do. Right, you, you go first on this one. New Mexico State minus six. Come on. I mean, <laughs> like, Jerry Kill teams aren't exactly exciting to watch, but Jerry Kill teams have an identity. They're well-coached, and they don't beat themselves. And UMass is the worst team at the FBS level and has been the worst team at the FBS level for a while. And I think it's, what, 3-30 and in the last three seasons. Um, I can't remember their road record, but it ain't great. Even against the spread, I think they've only covered 30% of the time on the road. Uh, Yeah, give me the Aggies. As long as it's under a touchdown, I am all over it. You think you're going to walk into Aggie Memorial Stadium with your cute little musket and go up against Jerry Kill, who just got a full bicep tattoo to honor the seven and six season that he just led New Mexico State to. The mere presence of his leadership and that coaching staff took the like number 127 to 130, depending on your rating, program in the FBS and jump them up into being a bowl team, these are not the same. They are a tier apart, and that tier is a touchdown. This is preposterous, 
and disrespectful to Mr. Jerry Kill that this is under a touchdown. We lay the points with New Mexico State. Man, I this is a team that I have struggled with a lot this offseason. I, I just – so their power rating last year, like Connolly had them – Connolly had him finishing as like a negative 19, negative 20, whatever. I think they're better than last year, but also their power rating jumped like crazy when they beat the hell out of that Liberty team that clearly like had quit that day because they realized Hugh Freeze was leaving. So I'm struggling with what to make them from a power rating standpoint. Like, Are they better than last year? Yes, but I don't know if I really believe that they were actually a 19. Like, If you take the Liberty game out, then they're definitely not a 19 from last year. Maybe you jump them up to a number that's basically just equal to what they, you know, ended last year to get really nerdy here. But also, like, should you should you remove the entire Liberty game? Like, you can kind of go go and do this with every team, and, and then you're losing data point. I, I'm just going to set this one out. It's you. Give me Latifah. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> UMass has been so bad. Yes. They've lost. I got your stats for you. They lost 24 straight road games. They're 8-16 and 16 against the spread in that span. Their win total in the season set at 2. It is juice to the over, so you got to pay up to take the over. But I'm with you guys. Jerry Kill returns nine offensive starters. I hammer this one. Let's mm-hmm. go. I I also, um, you know, we, talk, we had our Pac-12 network jokes earlier. Because this is on big ESPN, it means that like this is the one that's going to be on in sports bars across America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, college football's on. <laughs> like you mentioned, Tom, Who the hell are these problem, teams? problem gamblers hotline. <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned, Tom, the aesthetics here. Like all we want is the wins, right? But the aesthetics here are going to be fantastic. <laughs> New Mexico State and UMass. Mm-hmm. We thought about the good. weather here, by the way. Uh, what are we looking at? Like it's got to be. A, what time's this kick? I mean, it's gonna be like a hundred uh, degrees, right? It's a seven o'clock Eastern kick, and is that that's they're mountain that's time, five, right? Yeah. Like they're not they're not Pacific. So five o'clock, that's got to be mid nineties, upper nineties. That ain't nothing. But if you live up in the Cape, it is. I don't <laughs> oh, know where yeah. UMass is located. It's true, like, oh, it's got to be train for that. Where, where's UMass? Like what what city? Um, Amherst. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. After spending summers in New England, anywhere up there, you will not be able to prep for the heat. Well, Tom thinks it's 88 at kick. No, it's 88 here right now. I'm saying we're in the heat dome. So UMass is getting prepared for right now. They're outside practicing in the heat dome. (laughs) Well, it's been really hot, and I think that's been good for us because we've had to work on our mental toughness. Nick Saban's been enjoying the weather dome, by the way. Mm -hmm. Get get, Get them tough. All right, so that leaves us with the back end of the Cayusa Conference Game Doubleheader. And we will go to Ruston, Louisiana, where Louisiana Tech will be hosting FIU. Anybody got to play on this one? I do. I do. Go, for it. go ahead, bud. All right. So FIU last year, pretty bad team, but somewhat improved. I, I do think that they have a, a quality coaching staff, but they don't have their top running back. They don't have their top reserve running back. Their best receiver, Chambers, is starting at Maryland. Their best their best tight end, Fairweather, is starting at Auburn. Their number one tackle is, uh, I believe, starting at Houston. And their other number one tackle, before he got dinged last year, is Florida's top reserve. Their top safety from last year is starting for Tom's Illini, I believe. That was already a bottom five team in the country, and I just rattled off five like power five starters of teams that we think are probably bowl teams, if not better. That's a lot. I think this is a big game, big game for LaTeX. I know they're hosting a lot of recruits. They actually have Hank Bachmeyer, who's the new starter there, by the way. Remember him from, from Boise? Mm-hmm. His brother, Bear Bachmeyer, is going to be a visitor as well, four-star quarterback. I don't know if in the last time LaTeX had a four-star quarterback visit, but I'm guessing it's not. Super often. I'm going to go ahead and lay the six and a half in the first half here with LaTeX and just bank on like, you know, Bachmeyer having played college football before, having played a lot of it. The offensive line returns for the most part intact for LaTeX. I just think they'll be able to move the football and it wouldn't shock me with all that that FIU lost, who beat them in triple overtime last year when LaTeX was starting a third stringer uh, and relied heavily on those guys I just mentioned to do so. 
I think they're going to come out just looking a little better than than FIU will. So give me give me the six and a half first half. I'll lay it. Mine is a numbers play. I talked about earlier that you know I I wonder how totals are going to play. Like I haven't played a total yet because I'm I'm mostly waiting to see some results based on the clock rules and what changes. But I have to take the over in this game, and I know like it's kind of an upset that I'm taking an over before I take an under on the locks pod this year, but. My numbers tell me this game's going to get into the 60s pretty easily. So when I'm seeing it at, what, 58 and a half is where I can get it right now, I have to go over. And plus, these two teams, like, this isn't part of the reason for the pick, but it doesn't hurt my confidence. In the last decade, no team has had gone over more often than FIU, and LaTeX is the fifth, like, at 58%, and FIU's at, like, 59.3%. So, again, it's not part of the pick, but it doesn't hurt the confidence. These two teams just don't typically play a lot of defense when they're playing. So, over 58.5. Year two, Sonny Cumbie, offense should be humming, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a fair – that's a really, yeah. like, fair position to take, especially when you've got a competent uh, quarterback. Um, Danny, do you have anything here? I'm all tapped out. I'm tapped out. Yeah. All right. Well, two. Oh, do you want to let's, let's review and then we'll do sprinkles. Two review. Bud is on. Let's see. Come on. There we go. USC first half minus 17 and a half. Vanderbilt first half minus nine and a half. Navy first quarter team total under half a point. Hawaii, Vanderbilt, over 55. (laughs) Louisiana Tech, first half, minus six and a half. I've got New Mexico State, minus six. Jacksonville State, plus one and a half. USC, first half, minus 17 and a half. Vanderbilt, first half, minus nine and a half. Vanderbilt, team total, over 37 and a half. Ohio, plus two and a half. Danny's got New Mexico State minus six, Jacksonville State plus one and a half, USC first half minus 17 and a half, Vanderbilt minus 17 and a half, and then Navy Notre Dame first half under 27. Tom is on. New Mexico State minus six, Jacksonville State plus one and a half, Vanderbilt minus 17 and a half, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, San Jose State plus 32, FIU. Louisiana Tech over 58 and a half. That is U-N-I-T-Y on New Mexico State minus six, Jacksonville State plus one and a half, and the USC first half. Lock agreements include Vanderbilt first half minus nine and a half, and then Vanderbilt full game minus 17 and a half. Woo! All right, now time to take it to the money line sprinkles. Tom, you said you've got something locked and loaded. Why don't you go ahead and get us started? I mean, I'm wearing the shirt for a reason. This is the team that was so good to me last year that covered, I think it was nine straight weeks. The market just never caught on. I just kept banging them and banging them and making money. Ohio is a wagon. Ohio is going to beat San Diego State to start week zero. Curtis Rourke is a god. Give me Ohio plus 120. All right. Throw me down for uh, Ohio plus 120 as well. All right. What else? Bud? Ditto. Yeah, it, we, we have to pick a sprinkle each week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, sit it out. Yeah. No, no, like in a normal week, like in a normal week, I'm not going to bet, you know, 70% first half plays. Like I'll probably throw a couple in, but like it, this is a weird week. So, yeah, give me Ohio. I, okay. I, I think I think Ohio can go in and win the ballgame. I, I, I think Rourke's a stud and um, I think they're well coached. So. <laughs> Give me Jacksonville State. All right, cool. cool. It's horrible. It's like minus one hundred five, isn't it? Though I mean, there. Yeah. There's got to be a one hundred. I'll find you a hundred just so we can put it on the sheet so the chest right. doesn't complain. All yeah. right. I um, mean, it's, no, nobody's jumping out. It, it is a sprinkle, but if you want to jump out the gate with a wouldn't it be hilarious Navy? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, and this is way too basic, which is why you would wait till the fifty sixth minute to make the joke. But like, don't don't bet against Notre Dame in Ireland. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you a plus one hundred, Danny. Okay. Uh, if Chad has complaints. It's in a faraway book. Uh, if Chad has complaints, you can email Eric K. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> uh, all right. So for our money line sprinkles, we we got uh, we got three on Ohio, one on Jacksonville State. That's that's about as much damage as we can do for week zero. Uh, we will be back. 
on Saturday. Time TBD. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the bell for notifications. We are going to link up, even if it's only for you know, 20, 30 minutes, recap as much as, as we've got from the day that was our first instant reaction podcast of the day. Once we get going, like week one, you know, we'll be back at our 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, time slot. I just, I don't know if we're going to wait all the way until 11.30 on this one. Is that okay, guys? Not the to, not to show plan here, but if we, if we, if we feel like it's, it's time to go, it's time to go. If Caleb Williams is on the sideline, then it's, it's go time. And this, unless you're, then Tom gets to sweat out his San Jose State plus 32 live on the air. It won't be a sweat. So come hang out with us, youtube.com slash cover three. Subscribe, hit the notifications. Uh, also might have something coming for you uh, here in the near future for you subscribers. You can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. Follow him at Danny Canelli. You can follow him at Tom Brunelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus head to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply